This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we have the usual Friday look at what happened in the wheat and canola markets this week. Markets for the week are up except for today, which is a down day. The province implements an avian flu health order prohibiting the transport and commingling of birds and shows and other events until at least October 25th. First, we have a two-part feature with the new manager of the Canadian Cattle Association, Ryder Lee of Saskatchewan, discussing the fifth anniversary of the Canada-European Union trade agreement. There's also a chance to have a rare look at the veterinary college in Saskatoon. The farm weather's in its usual spot. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director, Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. Grain markets are generally on the upward swing this week. PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Piccalo says canola futures were up $24 a ton, even though today is a down day. Well, Jim, starting off on the canola front, the November futures increased approximately $24 a ton. Today, we're down approximately $6, sitting at uh, $8.13. Yesterday, we did uh, jump up to about a high of $8.20 a ton. So, again, above that 800 mark that a lot of traders are looking for. Then on the Minneapolis wheat front, uh, another increase as well to approximately 20 cents a bushel on the week. Uh, today we are giving back about 24 and a half cents, so it's down that on the day, sitting at about 9.50 a bushel. Yesterday, the December contract reached a high of $9.83. So Minneapolis wheat and the wheat markets in general are definitely looking kind of more positive from a technical side of things. Uh, however, I would say there's a lot of potential bearish factors for wheat. Uh, there is a massive and, and record Russia crop that might find its way to the world market. Again, we just nobody really knows uh, what Russia is doing on that side, but in the end, it appears there'll be plenty of wheat in the world. So if there is any more easing tensions between Russia and Ukraine, the wheat market could see a setback here. It would really take continued escalation of the war for, I would say, more support buying on the wheat front. So that's definitely something to kind of watch going forward. And then on the canola front, definitely watching how soy markets are kind of reacting right now. I would say the soy markets have a bit of a bearish tilt here right now as weather looks pretty ideal for a fast start uh, to the harvest side of things. And then really for all commodities, I would say a very large factor is the surge in the U.S. dollar recently. So the U.S. dollar is actually at a 20-year high now based on some of the global recession fears. So that's putting oil down about $5 a barrel today on WTI. Canadian dollar is going down half a cent and, and the stock market is, is having a fairly large decline in the Canada and the U.S. as well. 
So what's the outlook for next week and beyond for the grain markets? Well, the grain markets, I would say uh, definitely a factor is going to be watching if this U.S. dollar is going to keep climbing because that's going to be a headwind for, I would say, any significant rally here. Again, harvest time is coming as well, too, so we could see a little bit of pressure on prices just from selling in that respect. So um, unless there is some type of, again, Russia-Ukraine news that's bullish or, or weather, there might be a limit upside on some of the grain markets here. Adam Picalos is a commodity futures advisor with PI Financial. Saskatchewan's chief veterinary officer has issued an animal health order after confirming another case of deadly avian flu in poultry. The health order limits the transport and commingling of poultry and will be in place until October 21st. The order will be reviewed in one month. The animal health order prohibits the movement to and participation of birds in shows, auctions and farm fairs, as well as any other event where birds would be brought together from multiple locations. The goal is to limit the spread of the disease, which is linked to migratory birds. Producers are advised to take disease control measures and prevent contact between poultry flocks and wild birds, limiting visitors to barns using barn-specific clothing, and monitoring birds for signs of illness. Producers are reminded that anyone with livestock or poultry in Saskatchewan are required to register for a premises identification number. The ability to implement a rapid and efficient disease response is greatly increased when producers have a premises. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eaves troughs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesTroughs.ca And your Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. This week marked the five-year anniversary of the free trade deal between Canada and the European Union. The Canadian Cattle Association supports the deal, but says technical barriers are preventing the agreement from achieving its full potential. Canadian Cattle Association General Manager Ryder Lee explains further. There's some duty-free access within the agreement. You know, 65,000 tons is nothing to sneeze at for Canadian access. So that's the win. The frustration has been we haven't been able to realize that because the other barriers that continue to get in the way. Lee says the European Union does not view the Canadian food safety system as a whole. Well, basically, we try to negotiate access on the basis of if it's good enough for our consumers, it should be good enough for yours, recognizing that our food safety system is robust and we're not there with the EU on this agreement. So they've got this and this and this and this requirement and and we're going to add this one on there or, well, we don't allow this thing. Some of those things are things that Canadian plants use, and our food safety system says those are positive for consumers, for shelf life, for other things like that. So we really would like them to say, yeah, if it's good enough to sell the Canadians, it's good enough for Europe to import. Lee was asked if it's designed to be protectionist or just telling Canadian food exporters they have to confirm conform to European standards. I think it's both. Most countries are prone to say something like that, and if they're not focusing on their consumers especially so, this costs consumers in Europe in not being able to access products that they might want to. So that's unfortunate, and there is an element of protectionism in there. 
no doubt. So we see this globally. This isn't necessarily specific to Europe. Maybe they're just leaders in the ability to finding other ways to protect their industry. And, and we've seen it on the competitiveness of production. If your competitiveness is less and you have less access to modern tools like we do in North America, then you're going to find other ways to compensate for that. He was asked if food inflation may prompt Europeans to ease their restrictions. You'd hope, but time and time again, governments around the world have leaned towards protectionism instead of leaning towards consumer access to products from international trade. So the history being a guide, I don't think that's always enough to get it done. There needs to be positive generally for their trading industry and we see that with beef you know this has been a great game for beef exports from the eu so it can work both ways they need to get there so it's never a straight line from hey this would be great for your consumers just do this no there's lots of ways that countries around the world will put that further down the list than you think they should Ryder Lee is the general manager of the Canadian Cattle Association. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Let's talk markets. We're joined right now by good friend of the show. It's Brian Voth with IntelliFarm. Hey, Brian, how are you today? Hey, Sean, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, doing good. So what's your read on the markets here as uh, Combine's roll? Well, I guess certainly yields have been all over the map, depending on where you're looking from, you know, record yields on some commodities in some areas to crop insurance levels in others. So that, that always makes it a challenge to try and come up with production estimates for, you know, on a national level and therefore the associated balance sheets that go with them. The one thing I think you can safely assume, no matter what, is obviously we're going to have 50, 60, 70% more production than last year, just, just because of how horrendous last year was. And that is going to allow demand to pick back up. I'm a little bit skeptical, I guess, about some of the demand numbers that are penciled into the balance sheets right now, whether that's the Canadian, the U.S., or the global side. And I say that primarily because there's a lot of commodities that have record or near record demand estimates penciled in for this year. And yet historically, when we've had other timeframes of high commodity prices, the year we come off those highs, demand tends to actually drop, not increase. And just the fact of having record high or near record high prices and then expecting demand to increase flies in the face of everything economics you could ever say. And so I'm a little bit skeptical about that, especially given the fact that demand is not showing up in the market at the rate we need to actually get to some of these levels. So I'm a little bit worried about where these balance sheets end up getting adjusted to down the road and that that could spell some more trouble for prices for us longer term. And I don't think we're at the bottom. I don't think we're at our lows yet. And 
that may not happen until, you know, over the winter or next spring, whatever, something like that. But this, to me, is still not the new normal range yet. There's, you, know, you mentioned balance sheets. The balance sheet I think a lot of people are really focused on is that corn balance sheet. And, you know, most people saying it is very tight. Uh, it, it, do you think possibly it's it's not as tight as some want us to believe? It is tight when you pencil in the demand that they're using right now. But again, that kind of flies in the face of economics. High prices are designed to curb demand, not encourage it. So I'm a little bit skeptical. And, and keep in mind, the true story is going to be what happens with prices because the balance sheets always lag. If you go back two years ago now, when the prices really started to run up in the fall of 2020, the balance sheets were quite abundant on paper, but the prices were running up. And so we kind of looked and said, well, if something doesn't jive here, why are the prices running up when the balance sheets are showing, you know, abundant or adequate levels and decent uh, carryout numbers and stocks to use numbers? Well, then fast forward a few months and the balance sheets get adjusted. And that's the thing to remember. These balance sheets are getting adjusted on a monthly basis. And then all of a sudden it made sense because Demand went up, supply went down. Essentially, the balance sheets got tightened. And I was like, okay, well, that makes sense. That's why prices ran up. But at that point, prices had already run up or legged up another uh, leg. And now it was like, okay, well, but now these prices don't jive with this balance sheet again. And so you end up having this lagging effect of the balance sheets following the market. And that's, I think, what we've already seen in 2022 is prices have come you know, off the highs by quite a bit in some cases. And yet the balance sheets are not reflecting that yet. So there's some people there that are like, well, the balance sheets are really tight. So clearly prices have to go back up. And I'm sitting here waiting or thinking I'm going to see in two, three, four, five months from now, what changes are going to get made on these balance sheets that are actually going to justify where prices are at by now. So the market trades in real time. That's the biggest thing to keep in mind. Market trades in real time. If it looks like, you know, things should be supported and prices should be going up based on the balance sheet and prices are going down instead, pay a lot of attention to things like that because it, ultimately you're probably going to see some revisions to those balance sheets in the coming months. It's your regular weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly cloudy today with 30% chance of showers, wind northwest 20, the high 16, the low 6. Tomorrow, mainly cloudy, 30% chance of showers, clearing in the afternoon, wind northwest 20 increasing to 40, gusting to 60. The high Saturday, 20 degrees, the low plus 3. Sunday, sunny, the high 19, the low plus 3. Monday, sunny, the high 22, the low 6. Tuesday, sunny, the high 24, the low 8. Wednesday, sunny and even warmer, the high 26, the low 7. Thursday, sunny, the high near 24. Normal high is 16 for this date, the normal low is 2. The sun rose at 646 this morning, it sets at 655 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Wasika at 19 degrees. The cold spot, Moose Jaw 
at 9 degrees. Estevan is 11, Saskatoon 12, Swift Current 13, Weyburn 12, Yorkton is 10. Cloudy in Regina, 10 degrees, that's 50 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-northwest at 9. Humidity is 88%, the barometric pressure is rising 100.7. Light rain and fog in Moose Jaw, it's 9 degrees, winds are from the west-northwest at 15. Once again, Regina, cloudy and 10, that's 50 Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. We're back with Ryder Lee, General Manager of the Canadian Cattle Association. The CCA says in 2021, Canadian beef exports to the European Union were only 1,450 tonnes, valued at $23.7 million. A similar total is expected again in 2022. Most of that, he says, is for the premium beef cuts. That very high end, they're paying a top dollar for cuts that we'd recognize. When you get into the stores in, in the EU, you know, there's room to bring in that grain-fed beef genetics steaks into there that can do very well. It's a high-value market, but the thing is our plants aren't going to run only away for the EU for only certain parts. You need to have a broader access and a way to sell all the parts of that animal around the world and this agreement doesn't allow for that so it's not profitable to align your plant for just those parts that go to the EU. Lee was asked about European exports to Canada under the trade agreement. It was about 11 times in 2021 and 11 times more so in that 16,000 tons of beef so it's disappointing and, and that ratio is looking to grow so We've got a case to be made over there that, hey, are we trading partners? This is looking pretty good for your producers. Let's make sure it's a two-way street. Lee outlines the types of beef entering Canada from Europe and the impact on Canadian cattle producers. Well, it's that part where you can't always see exactly, but where is that bidder not bidding for Canadian beef or sitting on the sidelines? And, And a good chunk of it is in eastern Canada and in some of that veal market, you know, you've got a lot of dairy-based beef coming out of the EU, a lot of sausage coming out of different countries, and uh, it's varied. And, of course, it impacts. It's it's displacing some of the things that uh, we were providing before they showed up. And sometimes it, it, it won't be an impact because we've found another buyer and maybe they're higher value and some of this is lower value coming in. So it works both ways. We're more interested in, yeah, if they can access our market and we've got consumers that want to buy their product, that's fine if we can access your consumers and sell them our product because I think we compete just fine. But uh, right now, the competitiveness isn't on a level playing field. Lee was asked about a dispute settlement mechanism. 
I'm not at that level of familiarity right now. The piece that is is frustrating us is some approvals that go right through to the European Parliament. So if those products aren't approved there, then our plants can't use them. So if we can get to a spot where, A, those are approved, but B, more importantly, we have systems approval, then we're getting somewhere that this can be meaningful and be meaningful in our big plants and start targeting market development in that part of the world. Ryder Lee is the general manager of the Canadian Cattle Association. This week was the five-year anniversary of the free trade agreement between Canada and the EU. Last year, the EU exported 11 times as much beef to Canada. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com There's a rare opportunity today and tomorrow to get a behind-the-scenes look at the world of animal health in Saskatoon. The Western College of Veterinary Medicine at the University of Saskatchewan is hosting VetaVision 2022. VetaVision is entirely organized by veterinary students. VetaVision is held every three years and offers all kinds of displays, talks, tours, demonstrations, and of course, live animals. We spoke to third-year veterinary student Maggie Omer-Kanitz. So we are offering several different demonstrations throughout the day. There's usually something happening every hour from 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. on both days. These demonstrations are really neat and something that you would probably never find somewhere else. We have a demonstration where you can feel the inside of a rumen, which is a large component of the cow digestive tract, and you can feel that with your hand. We have another one with a canine police unit. We have falconry, which is very, very neat. And then new this year, we have an equine treadmill demonstration where a horse sits on a treadmill, kind of similar to what you and I would have in our basement. Omer Kanitz explains the purpose of the horse treadmill. It can serve a variety of different functions. So it can be part of an exercise program. It can be helpful for us to diagnose if they have any soreness in any of their legs because we can get kind of an up-close look at what's going on without having to run beside them as they're running. And it's good for rehabilitation too. So if you have a horse that needs to be on a reduced workload just to slowly get back to their regular exercise levels, the treadmill can be really helpful. Omer Kanitz describes the falconry display. So that one is going to be a new one for me too. I've never actually seen it in person. But I've heard that it kind of mimics the natural hunting that you would get to do with a falcon. So I'm really excited to see what goes on there. Research projects will also be on display. So we've got 26 different booths in total. And the booths will go over either a species or a career in veterinary medicine. So some of the species booths, we have some cattle ones. So we have dairy and beef production. And those booths will give you kind of an overview of the industry, some fun facts and different things you can expect to see that veterinarians would do in a day. And these booths are geared towards all ages and education levels. There's something for everyone to find there. And there's species for everyone. There's horses, dogs, cats. And then some of the career booths are really interesting too. So you can go into the anatomy booth and see 
a big set of horse lungs and how big those would get as a horse is exercising. So there's a lot of really, really interesting things to see. A special event for those interested in enrolling in veterinary college will be held tomorrow night. So we've got our pre-vet night going on Saturday night from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. We are unfortunately full already for the pre-registered spots to attend in person, but we are offering a Zoom live stream of the event so you can log in and follow along the presentations. We will have presentations on the application and admissions process, a few presentations by faculty members talking about careers in the veterinary industry, and then a Q&A panel with current students just to ask some of those burning questions that might be on your mind before you apply. Maggie omer Canitz is a third-year veterinary student at the Western College of Veterinary Medicine at the U of S. VetaVision 2022 will be held today and tomorrow. More information is available on the VetaVision Facebook page. The Market Updates with Jim Sharam. Market Update brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tallman has been your trusted building materials supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel. Grain prices were showing downward movement. Viterra prices for canola fell 8.10 at 7.88.92. One red spring wheat dropped 12.14 at 4.07.27. The rest unchanged. Durham 3.99.56. Feed barley 3.02.87. Chickpeas 9.25.95. Flax 6.27.67. Lentils 7.04.50. Oats 255.32, yellow peas 431.13, feed wheat 289.56. At Minneapolis, December spring wheat fell 23 cents at 9.54 and three quarter cents a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source 620 CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now, the latest livestock quotes. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Heartland Livestock here in Moose Jaw. Just under 1000 on offer here this week in Moose Jaw. This year in the market is still selling very, very well here right now. We are expecting in excess of 3,500-plus calves here for Tuesday. That sale is full Here's what happened to the cow market this week. The good cows, 95 to $1.05. Medium and wet cows are anywhere from 88 to 96 The good bulls traded from 122 to 132 and sales right up to 137 This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have a great afternoon. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, $235.90 per CKG. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit growmoreprofit.com. Winnipeg-based Adama Canada has responded to crop protection product shortages by starting production of 2,4-D at its plant in Georgia in the U.S. By moving 2,4-D production to North America for the first time, Adama says it will ensure the product is available this fall for farmers who need it. 2,4-D is a weed control chemical in cereal crops and pastures. Adama is the seventh largest crop protection company in the world with sales in 100 countries, with the largest portfolio with over 170 active ingredients. The City of Regina has launched an online survey over the use of cosmetic pesticides. 
The results will help inform city council's consideration of possible regulations or a ban. Cosmetic pesticides are considered non-essential and used for aesthetic purposes. The University of Regina has been contracted to research pesticide bans in other parts of Canada and alternative approaches to pest management. The cosmetic pesticide online survey is open until October 10th with the final decision from city council sometime in early 2023. On the markets, the TSX is down 546 points to 18,456. The Dow has fallen 629 points to 29,447. Oil has dropped $4.78 at 78.71 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 73.60 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything A. 620 CKRM.